live. Good morning, everybody. I'm actually on Instagram as well. Good morning, Coffee Moners. And um, everyone, head over to Instagram now. Bye. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Seeing all your lovely little comments. I love watching you guys chat amongst yourselves. I don't know who she is. Do you want to say hello? Oh, just <laughs> hello again. Hello. I'm just going to go and finish. Now, the thing is, look at Mark. He's done up like oh. a dog's dinner, looking lovely, smelling lovely. I've still got my jamamas on. Toffee is a dog's dinner. Dina, do you think it's all right yeah. to keep my jamamas on? No. Why? Look, look at Toffs. Dirtiness. Hello, Toffs. Toffs wow. looks more like a gremlin than ever today. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. I hope you're all well. How are we all? Um, <clears throat> I hope you're good. So slightly different timing today. Ten o'clock today for for this. It's going to be eleven o'clock. Curly Cooks. I think I think the Curly Cooks are doing. I don't know if it says it in the title, but I think they're doing more nostalgia, more of your dishes. So listen, guys. If you sent your recipe and your story to the link that was posted a while ago, watch it today because you may well be a huge part of it. it. Was it added an extra dimension to the live we did last week? when you guys were there, because at one point we had five generations, it felt like, of Jeffrey's family. <laughs> um, Jeffrey has been emblazoned on my head. So, um, so do tune in and do check it out. Um, just, just to give a little bit more context, so this was we asked people to send in a recipe that somebody they love made for them. And then Dina and I just got these recipes. Some of them are very scant, I have to say, and then we just live cooked them for the first time. And it went down so well on Wednesday. We're doing it again today. Doing it again. So do come and join us at 11. It's good fun. Oh, Tiggy's just said there was a Studland nudist beach we should have gone to. Oh, Christ, that would have been a bit step too far, I think. Morning, Faith. Uh, watched it later. You got four out of seven on the uh, BBC Quiz of the Week. We might be shifting the old quiz around this week. I'm getting sick to death of their golf questions. That is the kettle you can hear, I'm afraid. Um, good morning, Kim Smith. Good morning, Karen Eel. Good morning, Gita Garg. Um, thank you very much, Tracy Widows. Hi, Lee Durren. Um, yeah, all good. Okay, so shall we have a little look, see through the um, through the headlines? Is that kettle going to take like sixteen days? Oh, sorry, darling. It's all right. One day, one day, you might just. It's I'll just. Take some water. Sorry, sorry. It's all right. Uh, just been to Boots to have my flu injection. Says Becky Fithian. Oh, Gerard Le Film. Haven't seen you here for a while. If you're listening, these are the names and followers and family guest names of all our lovely people who are here commenting and sharing and this wouldn't be what it is or isn't without you guys there to talk with us Two seconds. sorry guys is it that loud? on the microphone it can pick up morning mark catching killers of the flower moon today i know it's the bloody london film festival i had to ditch a screening i was desperate to desperate to go and see just because i felt so shit it's just just so frustrating so frustrating um Welcome to the Madness, Mika. Okay, well, look, obviously, we were just talking on Nadia's Instagram Live. The front of not all the papers, but the front of most of the papers are dealing with the Holly Willoughby story. This is, um, so by all accounts, this chap, wow, what a chap, eh? What a brave, brave chap. Idiot. What an idiot. So this guy has uh, appeared in court, the security guard, uh, has uh, Gavin Plum, Wearing a T-shirt saying something like "aged to perfection" or, so, or something like that. Um, yeah, curious. Anyway, so he's appeared in court. It looked like it looks like uh, he had engaged the services of a hitman to come to the UK 
next week, potentially Monday. And this chap, Gavin Plum, had all sorts of kind of, you know, uh, what they call sort of those what those locks, those sort of locks that you can have on, on arms for all the kidnap paraphernalia, even down to having chloroform and stuff like that. Um, cops feared Holly attack within a week. It's, um, yeah. And so this chap here, it's, it's this strange thing, isn't it? It's this strange thing that these keyboard warriors, I mean, what is this guy, are we looking at incel cable ties? Thank you very much. Are we looking at incel? Are we looking at, what are we looking at here? Why? Why? What's his problem? What's his problem? What's his problem? Mate, just watch the snooker. Do something else. There's a nice big fat close up of him if we want to, if we want to kind of Get a sense of the man. 35 stone security guard had weapons. Now, I saw it suggested somewhere yesterday that, oh, how ridiculous. This guy was overweight. He's, he struggles to leave his home. How on earth could he have been? Well, it's become clear that obviously he was employing or was trying to employ the services of a hitman um, to, to actually come next week. Now, when you have precedent in this country with someone like the Jill Dando story, you've got to take this shit seriously. You've got to take this shit seriously. But I think what this, what's interesting about this guy is he's yet another example of um, someone who mobilizes hate. And it's quite revealing, isn't it? And it's kind of a, a weird word to use, refreshing to see what, to get optics on, on one of these sorts of people. Do you know what I mean? It's kind, of, it's kind of interesting to see behind the keyboard and all that kind of stuff, the type of person we're dealing with here. So there you go. Loner's plot to murder Holly. So it was a serious thing. So I think a lot of people wanting to suggest that this is a PR stunt to try and resurrect in some way uh, Holly's career. Mm, I don't think you're going to go to this length. So these lengths, are they in the, in the Crown Courts? They're not going to charge. They're not going to... Are they? Are they? Are they going to go to these lengths? Seriously? Does anyone want to... Anyone want to stand up that that idea about um, this being some kind of PR stunt? I'm just, I'm, you know, we we embrace other opinions. It's just interesting that when the evidence and the proof is there, that perhaps that sort of opinion is meaningless. Suddenly, everyone goes a bit quiet, doesn't it? Um, let's just have another look at him, just to remind ourselves. Oh, yeah, okay, nice. So there we go. The world is going crazy, Tony. Um, Mark Lee, unfortunately, there are some sick people in the world. Absolutely. I'd love to know the reasons behind it, says Jordan Stevenson. Just hate, just hate, just hate, just hate, just hate, hate, hate. And it's just hurt people. I'm sure he's been hurt. We all have to have compassion for people who've been hurt, but hurt people hurt people, but not all hurt people hurt people, which is why it's sometimes hard to have compassion for people who hurt, because not all hurt people hurt people. Anna Marie Shellard. That's actually terrifying. Fame or not. Exactly. And Adi was just saying on the live. I mean, you know, stalking is not just the preserve of, of famous people. It is the preserve of many, many relationships that go wrong or where there's one half in a relationship or even thwarted love. You know, many situations where men principally, unfortunately, uh, but not only for sure, uh, will keep persisting and pursuing someone because they've been rejected. Um, yeah. Terrible about Holly. She must have been scared. Yeah. Um, stirred up my press and online, stirred up my, by press and online media was my first thought in terms of the whole story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, poor Holly. I think 
regardless, regardless of what you feel about the whole kind of scofy thingy, whatever all that stuff was, you just, this is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, Becky Fithian, her career's okay. She's still doing dancing on ice. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, again, we don't, I don't really sign up to this idea that this is some kind of resurrection. So maybe that's what you're saying. When I worked in a shop years ago, a customer used to wait for me when I finished my shift, says Zoe. It's very scary. Oh my God. There you go. I mean, it can happen in all walks of life. I think obviously the the higher profile people often get the uh, the, the the you know the, new, the headlines because of course they're they're famous people. Unfortunately, it's just the way we way we way we live. Toffee, um, she's just sunbathing. Uh, this is the front of the Daily Mail. They obviously they they pay reference to the Holly kidnap plot suspect tried to high, hire hitman in America. But what do you think of this, guys? The manopause. This is the idea that councils, universities, even the police have policies to help staff cope with male menopause or manopause. Is this a fictional medical hormonal construct? Um, this is the idea. Again, obviously, it, it allows it allows everyone to use the word woke in a, in a sort of an inaccurate way. Um, this is. Woke protocols uh, within various organizations that insist men may also experience menopause symptoms. Now, I think there's a couple of things here. I think we are all hormonal creatures. So I think the idea that, you know, an entire gender would not have hormonal shifts is beyond ridiculous. Um, of course, men will have hormonal shifts. I mean, all teenagers, boys and girls have hormonal shifts, don't they? So the idea that men wouldn't as they reach a certain point in their life too is 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 madness. But I don't think you can, I, I think it's got to be about severity and, and, and the extent to which that happens. I think a woman's body clearly is biologically constructed in such a way to cater for the most astonishing thing a body can do, which is create life. Think about that. Sometimes when I stop and think about life being created in a woman, it knocks every sci-fi movie into the long grass. It's just like bloody hell. So if that body can do that, it's no wonder that when that body's demand on itself to be able to do that shifts, it's got to be more dramatic than any shift for men. So my line on this is, of course, men have probably something that you could cause, call a menopause, but it in no way possibly could compare to the extent to which women do. But the different question is, if men do, should there be some allowances within these organizations for, for men to, to indulge in? Um, me too. Interestingly, for men, it could be more of a mental shift. Now, that's a really important thing that you say there, me too, because, yeah, are you know, very, 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 very potentially huge implications in what you're saying there. Because what you could argue is, as we know, most uh, suicides sadly happen in men over a certain age or of a certain age. Could it be that mental health collapse is the male version of the menopause and it's not the same thing it just needs a different name maybe maybe you maybe you're right maybe it's a maybe men's kind of implosion or physical kind of uh cross wiring happens in the head i mean you know and, and and rather than necessarily in the in the hormone but then again you know you talk to anyone who goes through the menopause and it is a mental spiritual physical emotional thing um, Grace Ann Martin, it isn't a thing. It will be now. Only kidding. Anything is possible. We find out things every day about the human body. Same. Some may experience it and some may ju not just like women. Absolutely. Um, menopause has got to be acknowledged for women firstly everywhere, Coral Roberts. I agree. I think, I think a lot of progress has been made there, but you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of understandable frustration of, hang on a minute, 
now we've just established the, the, the ground rules for menopause and women. Now we've got bloody menopausal men. Oh, God. Me too. I say that because I know men who at that midlife age take career breaks to think about their life. Yeah, I mean, lots of men are, you know, midlife crisis. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a standard joke, isn't it? Menopause, men on pause. That's another sort of joke that used to go down like a lead weight. Um, here we go. Oh, let me remove that, Jackie. Thanks, Jackie Villino. Uh, this is the headline sad news that Sir Alex Ferguson's wife, uh, Kathy, passed away. And I think, again, I mean, I'm not a, a massive you know, football fan. But, you know, when you see these kind of couples who've been together for an awful long time, it must be so, so, so strange uh, when someone you've been with for so long suddenly passes. Um, she, uh, a close friend of um, of uh, Sir Alex, uh, Eamon Holmes, says he was called the boss, but believe me, she was the boss. Heartbreaking for him and their whole extended family. Yeah, so it's, it's just must be a weird moment. Those kind of those couples that have been together since God knows when. Um, now, this is a really weird one because this isn't a big story that's been everywhere. But I pulled this because there was something about this. Can you work out what for me drew my attention to this this article? Well, I mean, the story itself is awful. Um, but check this out. So two men died of prescription drug complications on ward where callous nurses sedated patients just for an easy life. Well, I mean, that's bad enough. Let's not let's not beat around a bush. That's bad enough. So this is the idea that you essentially overly sedate poorly people, maybe even end of life people uh, for an easy life. But I just found the photograph chilling. And then... I paused and I thought, this is terrible, isn't it? Maybe I've seen too many of these, these programs, like The Good Nurse and, and stuff like that. And then I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, I haven't seen the messages that they were sending. What were the messages they were sending? I just sort of saw one 86-year-old patient had a primary cause of death of de dehydration. Uh, it, they've been accused. Uh, da, 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 da. They were... They, from complication procedure... Yeah, they, would, they drugged patients for their own amusement. Oh. A culture of abuse uh, on the corrupt ward, which claims that 95% of staff would take drugs from the unit, sometimes on a recreational basis. This is my worry. Now, look, don't get me wrong. Yeah, stories around nurses are really scary, aren't they? It's like, it's like, you get horror films. Some of the worst horror films for kids are when, you know, the horror is then discovered to be like in a parent, a safe character where you think, oh, I'm safe with them. And suddenly and suddenly it's you're not. And that's the terror. I remember there was some it was actually a kid's film. There was something where it turned out that the, the mum wasn't to be trusted. And I remember Maddie having a real kind of it was like, what? what? You can't have a mum that you can't, you know, that kind of stuff. There are certain professions, aren't there, where you like to think there aren't sadists. And then you start to think, oh, my God, maybe some drop jobs attract, not all of them, obviously, the vast majority aren't, but maybe this is the kind of job for a sadist. It's like that idea, a little bit like, you know, how paedophiles will often try and winkle their way into jobs where they have some kind of interaction with ki with kids, don't they? I mean, so it'll be in the oddest of play. I don't know. It'll be, I don't know, child, you know, obviously childcare, social care, whatever, police, whatever. They find a way of getting there. And then I just thought, my God, imagine being on your deathbed and someone whispers in your, and you know, but you're unable to do something because the nurses are supposed to be sort of idolized. But actually, 
death rides in on a horse with that face. I don't know. I found that image really chilling, really chilling to be able to come out and sort of be all right about it. Oh, Elaine Janolfi, I had a sadist midwife. I mean, I think sometimes it's important to say we, there are bad experiences to have. I know, I know the NHS is a brilliant thing and all this, and the vast majority of people who work for it are great, but a lot of people have really, really, really dark and twisted experiences of it. I mean, look at the whole Lucy Letby thing. Nurse Ratchet, me too. Looks like Nurse Ratchet. I don't know. That, that, that image, just I literally, I cut forward 30 years and thought, oh, what if she's looking after me? And filling my arm full of insulin or something like that. Oh my god, how petrifying! Oh, look, there's just just to ram home the fear. There's a, there's a close up. Okay, anyone been feeling rough for a long time? I have. It won't go. Apparently, um, so Imperial, no Queen Mary University of London say there's long COVID, but there's also now something called long colds. Yep, they're suggesting that long colds do exist, and they're just as common as long COVID. So if you can't shake that cough, that diarrhea, that bad tummy, all that kind of stuff then there's a reason, there's a reason. It's called long cold. So I now feel like I've got long cold because it's definitely sinusy. Dina's helped though this morning. She's given me a few things. <coughs> a bottle of vodka mainly. Uh, Marie McLeod, that is awful, but it's true. One of my students, her grandfather died recently and the same thing happened to him. This is going back to the sort of evil nurses. The family had to speak to the nurses because he wasn't being fed or hydrated. It's a sort of cursory attitude. Oh, look, Amanda Drake, my grandma experience when she passed with nurses was horrendous. You've got, to be, you've got to be able to talk about it. You can't have this kind of tyranny that you can't criticize the medical establishment, um, you know, uh, for fear of offending all the goodies. All the goodies, are, we know they're all goodies. It's like we know all, not all men are awful, but you can't not talk about something. Carla Hatcham, I thought Mark would review it, maybe. Real review what? What are we talking about? We're going to be, as tough as it's going to be to watch, we are going to be reacting to and reviewing the excuse me, Jimmy Savile uh, series that starts on Monday, I think. And Big Brother starts on Sunday night, guys. What do you think of this, guys? I want to ask anyone here of colour, of any ethnicity or uh, ethnic minority of any form. This is the story. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it felt rough. Let me just pull this up. This is Fiona Bruce, curiously, with a broken arm of some form. Uh, she, on Question Time, in an, in an attempt to um, identify someone in the crowd, you know, often people put their hands up to ask a question. It's hard. Sometimes it's like you're looking for a visual kind of cue to kind of say, oh, the guy in the blue jumper or the person between that. Da, 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 da. And she said, uh, the black guy in the middle. And um, they, I think the BBC have subsequently cut that from the, you know, the show that's uploaded after it's been live. What do you think about this, guys? This is this is a curious one because I think I don't think she meant anything necessarily wrong with it. Or is there is there something? I just want to know what our thoughts are on this. Reese, I'd really like to know your thoughts on this because I know there's a lot of debate as to you know the the appropriate way. I mean, I, I was trying to because of course the first thing I thought was okay if I was the only white person in a in a crowd and someone said it's the white guy, I wouldn't feel a problem with that. But then again, how much of that is white privilege? Um, uh, you wouldn't say that. I mean, my my instinct was to blanch when I when I saw that she'd said it, and but that's more to do with I find Fiona Bruce quite sort of plummy and sort of quite schoolmarmly. So I, do you know what I mean? So so Namaste Zed, what do you think? Do you, it, it was 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 are they right to have edited that out? Was she wrong to have um, identified in that way? 
Uh, oh, Carol Roberts, absolutely. If she had said coloured, we'd have had a, a, a real problem. Um, uh, but I mean, you know, I know that some people don't like to be identified in, 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 you know, in any way, in that way at all. I mean, you know, would you, if you wouldn't say that's a white person, um, how would you do it? Uh, Reese Roberts, yeah, the classification is felt as being singled, especially by a white person. The othering occurs instantaneously. There you go. There you go. Perfectly put. There you go. Ooh, where's it gone? Um, so there you go. Uh, why not say the guy in the blue, red, green shirt? That was my first thought. I thought he must be wearing something. He must be wearing something. So that will be why they probably cut it from the... Uh, I cut it from the, um, I mean, at least, I suppose by cutting it, are they acknowledging it? I guess so. I guess so. Um, this is obviously, as I just mentioned on Monday, Steve Coogan. Now, by all accounts, from the early reviews I've, I've, I've read and, and heard and seen about this, this really does go to all the darkest places. Um, this, this show, uh, I think there's a lot, a lot of us are split as to whether it should have been made, shouldn't have been made. We're now in that situation um where it has so it's a given um so let's deal with what's presented to us um i've talked i've talked before about how how much of a challenge this must have been for steve coogan to perform this i mean you know what what dark reservoirs of evil will he have not necessarily had to have accessed because i suggest he's got them but where will he have had to have gone this would have been quite a an intense process for him. You would, I mean, it sounds weird to say, you would hope, you would hope it was a, a, a horrible sort of journey for him in a sense. But uh, by all accounts, they're, they're, they're not pulling their punches. They're going to all of the, you know, I think the the sinister aspect of his molestation of corpses is something that I think even in the retelling of the Jimmy Savile story is a step, even like if, if you could think of a step further, it feels like it's a step beyond what anyone ever really wants to even admit or kind of acknowledge. So clearly they step towards this. What's creeping through in a number of the reviews, though, uh, here we go, The Guardian saying it contains some of the TV's most shocking scenes. I mean, what a few reviews are saying is, and now it's hard to div it's hard to work out whether... It's the right-wing press who hate the BBC regardless of saying this. But a number of people are saying, you know, they, the BBC have the BBC let themselves off the hook in the telling of the story. Um, is it a one-off? I, I thought it was a series. Is it not a series? I think it must be a series, surely. They can't tell the whole story in a... Um, so, yeah, so uh, any of you guys going to be watching? Just give us a yay or a nay if you are. Are you going to be watching? Or is, it, or is this one of those dramas... It, or, or is it a drama that you don't want to watch, but you're kind of like watching a like a moth drawn to a light? You're going to be ineluctably drawn to it. Um, uh, Daryl Dixon, please watch Daryl Dixon, Carla Hatch and Will. Is that a series? Is that a show? Uh, I will do. Um, I think Steve Reese, I think Steve Coogan has really taken care regarding stepping into this project. However, the subject matter and knowledge of the deceit may be too bit difficult for people to watch. I agree. Um, uh, it's a four-parter. It's thanks, Elliot. He's the man who knows. Uh, uh, KC, not sure if I should watch it when the Savile stuff all came out. It made me realize that I had been abused and the guy's now in prison, so it does intrigue me. Yeah, I mean, I think for anyone going into this with any of their own experiences, you know, huge, huge, huge potential uh, trigger warnings for sure. Um, uh, of course, this is The Sun saying the trial that Savile never had, but has the BBC found itself not guilty? I mean, let's not beat around the bush. The BBC uh, really, really, uh, yeah. They, they didn't sort of, uh, they weren't shining in, they weren't basking in glory of self-analysis or self-reflection around this, were they? Uh, Dawn Decker, I won't be able to watch this. 
Uh, so many people were screaming from the treetops about his perverted nature, but the establishment protected him. Very triggering, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that starts on that starts on on Monday. Um, look at this. I just thought this was astonishing. Train fare for Leeds to Bristol hits three hundred pounds. On London Underground, if you want a day pass, you haven't got an oyster and you're just trying to get in and get out, it's 17 or 15 to 17 pounds. That's if you're not in peak, you know, if you're in off peak. Uh, in Lisbon, it's two euros. And I'm only saying that because it just, I think we in this country have been gaslit into not realising just how ludicrous, uh, ludicrously expensive transport is in this country. I mean, we all know it is, but I think we have no real sense of how much it is. Um, when you, and, and, and so I just think we kind of, we just kind of accept it. It's weird. Um, this chap, a businessman has discovered he could fly to a meeting within the UK for a third of the price of a train ticket. Uh, a return, for, he, it would cost £600 for two return train tickets from Leeds to Bristol, so 300 per person. But he found that a flight from Leeds to Bristol would be £128 each. Come on. Maybe you shouldn't ban smoking. Maybe you need to ban ticket prices or something like that. It's ridiculous. What a ridiculous, ridiculous um, thing. Uh, weight loss jab linked to severe bowel problems. If you're running around looking for a Zempic and, and Wigovy, Wigovy, it's a funny name, isn't it? Wigovy, 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 Wigovy. Um, then careful because all sorts of stomach cramps and all sorts of things are happening. So, you know, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's been described as a game changer. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's causing all sorts of severe stomach and bowel problems. It's like all these things. It's like it's like you sort of wonder what kind of thresholds these things have to get past. Yeah, exactly, Elliot. We can we just put that up. We always think that trains abroad are cheap when actually they're the right price. As are too inflated. Absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, it's um. Uh, 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 oh, Daryl Dixon. Oh, I see. The Walking Dead. I got bored of The Walking Dead after a while, unfortunately. I just felt, I felt just quickly as a sidebar, the zombies needed to move faster. They became so predictable. I know it's not about the zombies, about the people, but really it is about the zombies and they just got a bit boring. They were a bit easy to deal with. But there we go. That's just me. Um, so weight loss job. Yeah, so careful there, guys. Don't, don't be doing that stuff. Um, animals fear humans more than lions. If you're a small, I'm not suggesting for a minute that baboons live in the same eco-climate as, uh, I, I don't know, a lion. But um, apparently, um, studies, scientists in South Africa demonstrated uh, that recordings of people, uh, when, when sort of broadcast to animals, got a more negative and, and frightened response from animals than the roar of a lion. There you go. We're the scariest predator out there. The scariest thing out there. Doofs! Doofs! Doofy! She's just sunning herself. Bless her. It's game over, lads. Bed bug anxiety spreads from France. I think we might have been a, bit, a little bit responsible for this yesterday. Anyone got a bit itchy after our chat about bed bugs? Don't sleep tight. Make sure the bed. I'm sure there's another line before it, isn't there? Something, something. Bed tight. Make sure the bed bugs don't bite. It's supposed to rhyme a bit more. It's game over, lads. Bed bug anxiety spreads from France. Here's photo photographs of them fumigating Eurostar. Look at that. Well, no, this is a tram in Nice, actually. No, that was me. Fake news. That's not that's not Eurostar. It's a tram in Nice. Everyone's everyone's shitting bricks. It costs 450 pounds a go to fumigate your house, and then there's no guarantee. They say here's some top tips though. Check your lodgings. When away from home, check the bed frame and beneath the sheets for traces of exoskeletons, eggs, and bed bug shit. Don't unpack your bag. This is a good one. 
Um, don't unpack your stuff into wardrobes or drawers. Keep it all in your bag, unless, of course, you've got bed bugs at home, in which case they're just going to be in your bag. Check for hitchhikers. Um, when I take my bag from the belt, I always give it. A so this is, yes, yeah, so this is on like conveyor belts and airports and stuff like that. Look for bites. A lot of people aren't aware that they have been bitten by bed bugs. Check yourself regularly. Uh, a hoover or steam. Quick fixes for bed bugs are everywhere online. You'll only disturb the infestation and make our job even more difficult. What you can do, though, is hoover the mattress and bed frame. If you have a steamer, apply steam, which gets rid of them quickly. Let's all get upset. I think lots of people this weekend are going to be on their bed, standing on their bed with a hoover, with Henry Hoover. Henry Hoover's going to see a lot. Henry and Hetty are going to see a lot of action this weekend. Beckham documentary. Have you watched it? Boosts footballers' followers by half a million. We're getting into the silly stuff now. Amazing, really, isn't it? And I mean, that says that a lot of people they she knows who've seen it say, actually, it's quite eye-opening and quite interesting. They come across quite well. I don't have any beef with them. It's all right. You know, but I don't know if I've got time to watch a, a Beckham documentary. Uh, nothing like The Walking Dead. Carla Hatcham, you're, 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 I can see you, I, you, you're working for AMC. I think you'll love it. Also, zombies aren't the same. Ah, good. If, if the zombies change, I'm in. I'm in. I need a change to the zombies. When she's seen Train to Busan, there's no going back with zombies, I tell you. Naomi Campbell has her own show at the VNA. This is a notable thing, only because I don't think they've ever done an entire show around one model. But uh, I thought it was curious alongside this fact is some of her highs and lows. Um, uh, 2007, for her final day of community service at Manhattan Sanitation Unit, Naomi Campbell wore a sequin Dolce & Gabbana gown. That's quite something, isn't it? Um, 2018, Campbell appeared with five of the original supermodels at the Gianni Versace tribute show. 2022, um, in very supermodel fashion, she introduced her first baby to the world. The lows, though, look at this. She lost her balance in 1993, do you remember, uh, on the Vivian Westwood catwalk. Um, 94... Uh, Campbell admitted she did not write her debut models and murder book, Swan. I just did not have the time to sit down and write. But what I quite find quite funny about her is she says what any other normal person would look at the statement and go, you've got to fudge it a little bit. You, you, can't, be that, you can't be that honest. You can't say it like that, Naomi. She just says it. I think I was at the London Fashion Week when she thumped a journalist in the face. or She thumped someone in the face. It was a huge fracas. It's quite something. Um, uh, Naomi Campbell. 2010, this is just uh, astonishing. When called upon to testify at the war crimes trial of the former Liberian president in The Hague, she said it's a big inconvenience for her. Read the room, Naomi. The VNA has read the room and they're putting on a whole exhibition dedicated just to her. Um, victory for waitress told to use makeup. Ordering female staff to wear makeup at work is harassment. A judge has ruled after a waitress brought a claim against a London restaurant. Is it harassment to ask someone to wear makeup? I guess it kind of probably is, isn't it? Can you force someone? A draconian manager insisted that Joanna Huang had to wear makeup. He said that she looked tired and unpresentable. Don't tell Nadia's mum about that. She'll agree. She'll agree. Um... Reese, I like Naomi, very admirable of her career, but wish she dealt with people in the public better. Often feels like she brushes them away too quickly and only has reverence for celeb peers. She's a diva. She's a diva. She is a bit of a diva. But an astonishing achievement. Yeah, her career for sure. Um, uh, so, yes, victory. What do you think? Um, what do you think, guys? It's a woman's choice to wear makeup. They shouldn't be, shouldn't be told. Should be told. Um, it's up to her, says Ruth Blanford. Um, oh, very misogynistic of that manager. Absolutely. What? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jogging works as antidepressant. Jogging with others twice a week as part of a group running therapy can deliver the same mental health boost as a course of antidepressants. What have we been saying for many years? Running saved my life. It damaged my knees, but it saved my life. Running really is good. They, they sometimes say that an intense workout can be as important or significant to the body, the mind, the heart, the soul as a really you know intense CBT session of therapy. Uh, Steph Schultz, some people look better without makeup. Wow, Jordan Stevenson, I've known it to be in contracts that they have to wear makeup. Quite something, isn't it? Crown Falls, Beefeater's car insurance goes through the roof just because even though he's moved to the Tower of London, you'd think his car would be safe there, wouldn't you? He said he was hit with the extra charge because of a change in his postcode. Who decides the prices on car insurance? It's cray-cray in the bray-bray. Prime Minister of Magic, Rishi, dressed up as Harry Potter. What a filthy bastard. In order to cast a spell over his future wife. He's casting a spell on her. He, he's quite known for his... Uh, he loves his franchises, doesn't he? He loves Star Wars. Rishi as, as Harry Potter. That's quite something, isn't it? Um, life under a wooden floor was unbearable. I have so many, so much sympathy for this. Living in a flat as a boy with, with floorboards above you, the sound is like a grinding torture. This is a couple who lived in a gated Art Deco block of flats in West London have claimed that they're being tortured by the noise from a banker's young family running around on the floorboards upstairs. Do you have that? The sound of floorboards, and then, of course, you get the regular rhythmic squeaky, squeaky sounds. What's that all about? We all know. And you sort of think, can't you do it on a place where there isn't a squeaky, squeaky floorboard? Um, oh, I know. Oh, Ruth Blanford, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Thank you, my darling. It's my it's my Noel Edmonds shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing a blouse. It's very Noel Edmonds, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I could tell that they wanted to say, oh god, but uh, it's, yeah, I've, I've I've owned it. I've owned it. It's, it's Noel Edmonds. Um, teetotal saving. This is a load of bullshit. How much better off would you be if you quit alcohol? One point four thousand a year. Pull the other one. Depends how much you bloody drink and how much of an alky you are. How can you, how can they do this? With sober October and full swing, many revelers will be saving a few quid this month, but by ditching alcohol totally, they could be 1,400 a year better off. Try a week when you're surrounded by friends who never, ever bought you around. Yeah, I'm not bitter, <laughs> but I'll have a bitter. Tap here, zap and tickle, better than Viagra. Uh, this is a bit kind of rude and saucy. Radio waves, radio waves. Men can get a better reception in bed by zapping their willy with radio waves. Wow. Scientists said a handheld wand. So going back to Rishi dressed as Harry Potter with a wand, there's a connection here. Scientists said that a handheld wand, yep, emitting one megahertz waves can combat erectile dysfunction. Now we know exactly what Rishi was serving on his dishy, don't we? Cookie dough, this is funny. This connects to, well, it's funny in a sort of, it's not funny if you're a shareholder of uh, Ben & Jerry's. Ozempec and all of the weight loss drugs are having such an impact on people's eating habits that the shares of Ben & Jerry's have taken a nosedive. Yeah. And now I just want to quickly play you this and I want you to tell me what you think. This is about a copper who threw his, his sandwich bits outside someone's house and the person who lived there came out. It's okay to pull up outside somebody else's house and chuck your lunch 
or breakfast outside my house. Okay, well, I can fully understand where you're coming from and I understand, I appreciate that maybe it didn't look so bad and I'll fully take that on board and I do... On board? Yeah, I, I, I will keep that in mind for the future. I will definitely... Pick the, pick the f***ing crust up and take it with you. Do you think the police are so above the little man that you can get away with that? How dare you come to somebody's house and discard your food in front of their house, even whether it's a public property or not? Who the hell do you think you are? Couple of things about that. A, I think he's right. B, I felt a bit sorry for the copper, though. He clearly, he realised he'd made a mistake, didn't he? He, he... Uh, one of those ones, it's fair cop. <laughs> Quite literally, fair cop. Yeah, always Willie and Nutella. You, you look, what can I say? It's the sun and the daily star. There's obviously always on page 23 or something like that, there's something about it. Uh, he's probably thinking the birds will eat it, says Kessie. That's that line, isn't it? When someone hurls something out of a window and the first thing someone says to anyone who arches an eyebrow, biodegradable. And then some smart ass in the car always says, but you know banana skins aren't. And you're like, oh, shit. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Anne-Marie Shellard, I love how Southerners say, outside my ass. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Well, you have got, in 22 minutes, the Curly Cooks are coming at you full force, in thongs, and just... Yeah, yeah tune in, because if you've submitted a recipe, it could be you. Um, and God only knows what kind of carnage is going to happen. And oh, and we're announcing, of course, the winners of the vouchers from last week, too. So, guys, have a lovely, lovely rest of the day. If you haven't, go and check out our, um, A Couple Does Studland Bay. It's the start. There are three. It's the first. We're going to have fun there. It's so funny. Uh, Natasha Milchin, no mention of Israel. It's an unfortunate, unfortunate situation that's going on there. But I will tackle that in more detail next week oh, for yes. sure. For sure. Maybe, because maybe. the whole Israel-Palestine problem is is complicated. Believe it's complicated. You, me, we will be tackling yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. Imagine how we feel. Yeah, yeah. So, Natasha, thank you. And thanks, and everyone. Natasha, we want to do it properly. Yeah. Though. Okay. And have a lovely day.